You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast. My intention is to change the lives of one million women, one podcast at a time. Now let's get started. Thunder, feel the thunder. My name is Sloan Fremont, and today I'm going to talk to you about clearing out the clutter, part two. Welcome to another week of the Create What You Speak podcast. This week is part two of our clutter series, and on this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about clearing out the mental clutter. But before I get into that, I wanted to update you on the first dance competition that I did last night. Oh my God. (laughs) So if you're new to the show, I've been talking about this for a few weeks that I've entered this six week dance competition where each week for six weeks, we learn a different one minute dance routine. And last night's routine was Latin hip hop. And then we go on in these next upcoming weeks to learn cha-cha, salsa, swing. And there's a few others I I can't remember, but we basically learn the routine in a week and then we perform it before judges. And so I did this because first off, I love to dance, as I've said multiple times on here. And I really wanted to get back into it because here in Nashville, there's a lot of opportunity for dancing. Like pretty much every night of the week, you could go somewhere and dance here. And I'm talking about like more Latin dancing. That's more of like what I'm interested in. And so when I signed up for this in my mind, I'm like, you know, anybody I was telling about this to, I was like, oh yeah, I'm just doing this for fun. And, you know, I kind of want to get outside of my comfort zone. But what I learned after this first competition was that wasn't entirely true. So there's so much information from what I learned with this, just from week one, and I'm going to do probably multiple shows on this, but in our performance last night, we fucked up and we fucked up in front of an audience and a pretty large audience. And now, yes, this was my first time performing anything like that in front of a group in like 20 years, but we started out wrong, like on the wrong, we were reversed. And so we never really got back on track. And then afterwards I was shocked and I was like, oh my God, like just at how mad and upset I got about this. I mean, I I think I expected to come into this just being good, right? Just showing up like, hey, and being like perfect from the start. And I wasn't, (laughs) and that is very humbling. It's very humbling as an adult to come in and do something that you're not good at and then be judged on it. And so I've had to really work through that since then and really just like allowing myself to be a beginner, but also like not use, this was supposed to be fun. It really was. And not using this as a way to like punish myself or make myself feel like shit because I didn't get it perfect. And this isn't my job, right? It's, it's again, it's supposed to be fun. And so it's just, I I guess I'm surprised at what this is showing me that I get to work through now. So I'll keep updating you on this. And, and like I said, I'll probably be doing multiple episodes on this because there's, there's just so much to learn from something like this. So, all right. So let's get, get onto this week's show about uh, clearing out mental clutter. So on last week's show, I talked about clearing out clutter from your physical space. And if you, if you missed that episode, I I would encourage you to go back and listen to it because there really is a lot of good information in there and it really ties into this week's show. But as a quick summary, quick summary, let me do just a, a quick recap of what we talked about. So I started out the show with a quote that ties really the two, the physical and mental clutter 
aspects together. When we clear the physical clutter from our lives, we literally make room for inspiration and good orderly direction to enter. And that's by Julia Cameron. So we literally make room for inspiration and good orderly direction to enter once we clear out our physical space. And on last week's show, I talked about that, about clearing out clutter in in your space in order to start that process of freeing your mind. And as you clear out clutter, like in that really, that clutter goes for anywhere, like your home, your car, your office, anywhere you spend most of your time. I gave you these questions to help determine if you should keep the stuff or not. So these three questions were, do I love it? Do I need it? If I were going to move today, would I want to pay someone to move this? And that one for me is always the kicker. Like, do I really want to keep this? And if I was moving, would I pay somebody to move this? Um, and I also shared some tips on how to get started with decluttering your space. And so some, some easy ways to do that are, um, you know, taking it one room at a time or like one area of a room at a time or, or starting from the top down, right? Starting from your walls down or, um, you know, taking the, the one room at a time, but making sure that you finish a room or an area of a room before you move on. And then breaking this out into, you know, workable pieces for you. So maybe focusing on one room per day or every few days or weeks or or whatever it is for you, but giving yourself the, you know, setting yourself up for success by doing what works for you, right? Like not trying to rush through this in like a matter of, you know, a weekend or something, because that's just not possible for some of us. And then timing it, that also helps because you can, you might be surprised at what you can get done in like 20 to 30 minutes. And then after you see how quickly that can happen and what you can do, it gives you like the motivation to keep going. And then like, you know, again, remembering to clean out your car, your office, or even your digital space, like email, your phone, you know, keeping those old texts or photos from your ex-boyfriend really probably isn't serving you. So remembering to clean out that, that kind of space as well. And then just you know, having the, the courage, I guess I would say to clear out your space and let go of things and be okay with letting go of things so that the new can come in. And there's nothing to be afraid of with this process. And I think you might be surprised at what comes in as a result when you, when you trust enough to let go of all that stuff. And I really think that the mental and environmental clutter, they go hand in hand. And if you have one, you have the other. Right. So if you have environmental clutter, you probably have mental clutter. But if you don't have one, then you probably don't have the other. Right. Like if you don't have a lot of environmental clutter in your space, then chances are your your mental clutter is probably, you know, on the lower side. And um, I could, you know, and I, as I was thinking about how to do this, do I do the mental first or the physical first? Or do I do the physical first or the, and the mental second? And really, I mean, they go, they, like I said, they go hand in hand, but I thought it would be easier to talk about the, the, and put into practice your physical space, like clearing that out first. And then you can start to see how that changing that space starts to relax your mind. And so this week, like I said, we're talking about clearing out the mental clutter, which is just an extension of our, really of our physical clutter. So really what I want, my hope is for this is that by doing this, you know, we, really start to get a handle on all of our thoughts that are going on in our mind and clearing some of that out that really maybe doesn't need to be there. All right. So what is mental clutter? When I talk about that, what is that? And it's like, I know I've struggled a little bit putting it into words, but I looked up online a definition that I liked, and this is from the website Quora. Somebody asked this question and the, the way they described it was mental clutter is when the mind has too many thoughts that are going through it, making it difficult to process. 
When this occurs, it can actually lead to clutter in the person's living space. And a cluttered space means a cluttered mind. And so again, that's why I go back to which one comes first, the cluttered mind or the cluttered space. And I, I don't know the answer to that. I think it's probably different for every all of us. But when I was also looking up information on this, there was something else I found about some research done on, on mental and physical clutter. And they were talking about how in this research study, they found that clearing away clutter at work and home, it improved people's focus. And so it, it and it also in, increased productivity and it, it's like it made it easier for the brain to process information because really, I mean, and you're probably not surprised, but clutter has a really a negative effect on your mental and physical health because it can leave you, you know, feeling anxious and stressed and depressed and all these things that we don't want to feel. So my description of this, I guess I would say, is that mental clutter is all that junk in our mind that keeps us stuck. It's, it's like feeling like we can't move or do anything in our physical reality because we have too much going on in our head. And if you think about it, like if you have too many tabs open on your browser or too many apps running on your computer or your phone, all of those things take resources and our thoughts are the same. They take up resources. And when we have too many of them going on and, and buying for attention, it's like our brain doesn't know which way to turn and we get like paralyzed or like in this brain fog or like in this, like, um, I don't, to me, it's always like, I, I can't, I feel like I'm moving in slow motion or I don't know what to do. I can't like think clear enough to know what to do. And I think that's an exhausting way to live. So my, you know, talking about this, this, this weekend, that's, that's also what I hope you get from this is some clarity that helps you live better. Okay. So where does this clutter in our mind come from? And I think the most obvious one is like, it's the way we live today, right? There's a lot going on in our lives. And I think the main source of that clutter is all the things that we consume on a daily basis, right? Because what we consume impacts what we think. It impacts what, what, even if we don't really think about it as such, like, you know, the, what you consume has like subconscious imprints on your mind, right? Like you can not really be thinking something, but if you keep reading or seeing the same sign or keep seeing the, you know, watching the same types of TV or whatever, that's going to impact how you think. And I think it's also, you know, the news, the ads, like I said, that we consume, the social media that we stare at, you know, and we're, and when we're just always consuming, it's like, we're never giving our minds and body downtime to just relax and process the things. And so it's just like all those resources are just piling up with nowhere to go. Right? Like if you're, if it's your computer or phone and there's too much resources running, it just shuts down, right? The phone will shut down or the computer will shut down or you'll get the blue screen or whatever it is. But our brains, you know, we don't work that way as humans. Like our brains, um, you know, when they're at their limit, it's like we, we get, we're, we're exhausted, right? We're, we're in the process of shutting down, but it, it might not be as obvious as like your phone or computer. So if you wanted to clear this out, like get rid of all the clutter, avoid it, what would you do? And so I thought about some things in my own life that have worked for me. Um, obviously, you may have some different things as I'm talking through this, and um, I hope you do. I hope you, you this gets you thinking about things in your life that may work to clear out the mental clutter. But to me, again, it starts with clearing out our physical space, where we spend most of our time, like we talked about on last week's show. So I'm going to assume you've already done that as I go through this list. Um, but here are some ideas that I thought to get started. So when I feel like I have a lot going in my mind, 
the first thing that usually helps me is to unload that, unload all those thoughts in my mind. So sometimes for me, that's making a to-do list. Sometimes that's journaling just to get it all out. Sometimes it's actually like, you know, looking at my calendar, like a physical planner or my online calendar to like get, where am I at? Right? Like what's going on? What, what is, what's, what's, nagging at me or weighing on me on me that I feel really overwhelmed about. And it may be multiple things. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll just make a, you know, make a list of each different thing, right? Like my personal life, like my podcast, my invention, my, you know, whatever, right? Like I make a separate list for each thing so I can really see what I, what's going on and what's, um, you know, what's swimming around up there that I'm feeling anxious about because I'm not sure what to do. So really like unloading what's going on in your mind in whatever way that works for you. That's usually the first thing I do. Um, and then some of these other things are again, not in any particular order, but really starting to be more mindful of what you consume and, and ask yourself, does it serve you? Right? Like simple things like unsubscribing to email lists that, you know, that you, that you don't care about the junk stuff that just filters into your email that you, um, you're tired of seeing or like staying off or really limiting like social media, any sort of media, really radio, TV, news, whatever that is. And, you know, I don't know, 30 days, you know, two weeks, whatever it is for you. It's, it's very, um, it feels really good sometimes to take like a media break, I think. And like I said earlier, you know, we may not realize, but those negative posts we're reading, like if you're scrolling through Facebook and there's always that one person or multiple people who are always posting like all the negative stuff, right? Like you may not agree with that, or you may wonder why the hell someone is posting such content on a social media platform. Like I always do, but reading those consistently over time, that's what I'm saying. Like imprints on your subconscious and it does impact you. So really paying attention to what you're consuming can also help clear out that clutter. And then making sure that, you know, you're only reading or listening to or watching things that feel good to you, right? Like for TV, like I can't watch like really like gory shows. Like I just cannot, like I love to watch shows about cartels, like drug cartels, but I have to watch like the more nicer ones, I guess I would say, or the ones that aren't as graphic because I, I just cannot with that stuff. It just, it, it just is not for me. Um, also I think limiting or, you know, eliminating if you can time spent with people who are toxic or add more clutter to your life, right? Like people who are gossiping constantly or negative people, you know, that kind of stuff, like getting those people, getting away from those kind of people really, really, really make a difference. Letting go of perfection, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. Like my dance routine the other night that we totally fucked up, like letting go of the fact that I don't always need to be perfect. And one of my first consulting jobs I had, um, we had a government client and somebody I worked with used to always say it's close enough for government work, right? Like, like it's close enough for government work. Like the government is pretty inefficient as we all know. And it's close enough for government work. So I think if you can take that into your own life, like it's close enough, right? It doesn't have to be, per, you know, it, it, always, right? There's some, we can give ourselves a break sometimes and understanding when you can do that for yourself, um, I think can also help relax a little. It helps you relax a little. And focusing on yourself for a while, right? Like slowing down, like resisting that urge to be busy and go, go, go all the time so that you really understand like, What's going on with you? Like, what do you want? Like, what's, what's in your, 
what are you really wanting in that moment? And I know that's not always possible, right? With the way different stages that we are in our life, but you know, doing it to the extent that you can, where you can, can make a big difference. Making sleeping and eating what feels good a priority. So I just did an episode on intuitive eating. If you missed that, go back to that one. I think that was episode 68. Um, where I talk about three, there's three different points for intuitive eating. And I think making sleeping a priority and then eating what feels good to you a priority are also ways to like, really good ways to take care of yourself. But also, you know, when we're, when we have all this crap going on in our mind, like this mental, these thoughts and this, just this anxiety, like that comes out in like, you know, stress eating or eating because you're bored or eating just for something to do and sleeping. Like when we're, when we can't go to sleep, right. Because we have all these thoughts in our head and then we're constantly tired and we're like getting up every day, repeating this cycle, like really paying attention to that and trying, you know, making some changes where you can, um, that, that can really have a big impact on how you feel and what's going on mentally in your head. And I hesitated on talking about this one because I think it's overused a lot, but I decided to include it because it is helpful, and that's meditation. And I know some of you are probably like, Ugh, I've tried that, I can't sit there, I hate sitting there, you know, but whatever. But I don't think meditation necessarily has to be just sitting somewhere with your eyes closed. It can be, and that's how I practice it, but it doesn't always have to be if that doesn't work for you. So there's ways to meditate, you know, when you're like doing like a walking meditation, like in nature, or when you're like cleaning the house, right? One of the, if I'm really stressed out or really got a lot going on, one of the best ways for me to sort through that is just to go to town on the house and start cleaning it. You know, you can meditate when you're eating like slowly and mindfully, or when you're in the shower, like taking like time to just think about, you know, how you want your day to go, like setting your intention for the day or even things just, you know, like mowing the lawn or any of those like driving, you can, you know, anytime you're kind of doing something where you zone out a little bit and obviously not zoning out, while driving, hopefully, but you know what I mean? Like where you're, you're, you've got some downtime and you can either use that downtime to, to go crazy with your thoughts, or you can decide to take a minute and step back and be like, you know what? No, I'm going to control this moment in time. Cause I have this right now and I choose to think better thoughts. So meditation, it, it can be done in more ways than just sitting there. Although you can just sit there. But the point of it is, is really, I think, to give your mind a break from, from all the thinking, the solving, the fixing, and just let it be for a little bit so that it can rest. And if you, if you are someone who, you know, likes to sit and meditate or lay down and meditate, um, one of the best apps I found for this is free. It's called Insight Timer. I know they have it for, um, iPhone, I don't know about Android phones, but it's called Insight Timer. And that's a great resource for meditation. They have a lot of different, it's free. They have a paid version, but I just use the free version. But you can also find free ones on YouTube. Um, there's other apps like the Calm app or Headspace. Um, tons of resources out there for that. But I'm sure you can also think of a lot of other ways to clear out clutter. And, and my list really, like I said, was just meant to get you started. But I think the bottom line is this. If you clean up your environment as well as your thoughts and what you consume, you're going to start to notice that you're mentally able to relax. And when you're mentally able to relax, you feel better and you live better and life just gets better overall. So this week, as you move forward, I would challenge you to pick one idea that resonated with you for clearing out your mental clutter. And if nothing 
you know, from this episode resonated with you, then I would encourage you to think of one on your own and try it. Just try, try something for a, a week or two and just see how your life changes as a result. All right, that's it for this week's show. I'll do a quick recap, talk about the songs I picked, and close us out. So this week was part two of our two-part series on clearing out clutter, with this week's focus on being on mental clutter. And the way I describe mental clutter is it's really that junk in our mind that keeps us stuck or feeling like we can't move or do anything in our physical reality because we just have too much going on in our head. And it's like if we have too many like tabs open on our browser or too many apps running on our computer or phone, All of those things take resources and our thoughts take up resources too. And when we have too many thoughts vying for resources, it's like our brain doesn't know which way to turn. And that's really, really an exhausting way to live. So this week I gave you some tips on how to clear out your mental clutter. Things like journaling, making your to-do list, being mindful of what you consume, limiting media like TV, news, social media, letting go of perfection, Making sleeping and eating a priority and meditation were all examples of ways to clear out the clutter from your mind. So it's really basically eliminating that busyness that most of us are so proud of, but really doesn't serve us. So I do hope this week that you will choose at least one method that works for you so you can begin to eliminate the clutter from your mind. All right, songs this week. The intro song, this was an interesting one. It came again up on my Spotify like they always do. Um, It's called... Beats Antique by Three Sisters, and it's a belly dancing song. Um, I just really loved it. It's just, I just like the vibe of it. And then um, the, the outro song is, is called Typical by a band called Nightmares on Wax. Okay, no clue. Didn't know anything about these people, but um, found the song. And it's just, I again, there's... Some of the lyrics of the song is saying, typical man on my knees, the way you talk down to me. And he just keeps saying that, typical man on my knees, the way you talk down to me. Um, just interesting, interesting song. I really liked it. All right, that's it for this week on our topic of mental clutter. So I would love to know what you think of this episode, what questions you have, what you think about eliminating clutter from your mind and your physical space. You can email me, sloanfremont at gmail.com. Visit my website, sloanfremont.com, or find me on Instagram at sloanfremont. And if you like the podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, review, tell all your friends, let everybody know about it. And I would love to get more listeners. And thank you so much for listening. Abracadabra. Now go forth and create what you speak.